challenges three siblings to take a look at our childhood movie cabinet and one film at a time criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids i'm your host i'm your host and the oldest i always do that i always try to combine a host and oldest and i'm, I'm your whole i'm your oh. host and the mildest um i'm holland <laughs> hi i'm your oldest <laughs> yeah i think great you're second Oh, that's right. I'm gray and I'm the youngest. Oh, shit. Hold on. I have a quote. I'm Allegra. Very Unabomber. What? <laughs> that's just, I'm looking at all the quotes I wrote down and they're what? really bad. <laughs> what quote is that? <laughs> this apartment is so tiny and cute. 50. Wow. Very Unabomber. Um, How about, I loved your thong, by the way. I don't remember that. That's the like movie. the first thing he says to her. That was the first thing he says to her. Well, not actually. No, it's not the first thing because he saves her from being trampled by the bouquet people first. God, you had me but... have a moment where I was like, I watched the right movie, right? <laughs> Girls just don't like me. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, we watched the Ugly Truth with Gerard Butler and Kevin. <laughs> right? That selfish whore. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I have any other quotes, but... It's almost as if there's not a lot of great quotes from this movie. Hey, it's not a quotable, but there are other iconic moments in this movie. Hey, it might not be quotable, but at least it wasn't enjoyable. I would love to know... Hey! This... <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that bad? I would love to know what you find an iconic moment, because I forgot every single moment of this movie. Not even the chance! That... Ooh, that made me That so was mad. forced. I fucking exactly. What? It felt like such a forced, like, hey, let's make so this a moment. Unearned. I was so mad. We'll get into it. Oh my god. <laughs> um, I'm really being attacked right now. <laughs> That's something I'm sensitive about. <laughs> um, today we want to hello, welcome to the Latchkey Sims, to Latchkey to my heart, episode two, where we're talking about. The iconic <laughs> Catherine Heigl vehicle, 27 dresses. For a minute, you said to latchkey sibs, and my brain went too furious. <laughs> hey, best Fast and Furious movie, too fast, too furious. I stand by that. That's my I favorite. Don't know if you know. Sorry. That's Tokyo Drift. Is that not the second? Oh, That's wait. the third one. It's the second one, but it's not too fast, too furious. That's so confusing. It goes, it goes fast and the furious. And then I think it's too... Actually, wait, wait, wait. Is it Too Fast and then Tokyo or yeah, Tokyo and then Too Fast? Yeah, it's Too Fast, then Tokyo. It's Too Fast, Too Furious. Listen, of course it's the second one. That's what I would assume, but you never know. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. So it goes it goes Fast and the Furious, Is Too it? Fast, Too Furious. Fast and the Furious, Tokyo Drift. And then it's just Fast and the Furious. They take yeah, out they the... Yeah, they take out the... Well, you haven't even been saying yeah. the... Is it so the Fast? So it's the Fast and the Furious. That's the yeah, first one. And then one. it's Too Fast, Too Furious. 
then it's Tokyo Drift, then it's Fast. It's it's too fast that they can't have the the thes anymore. Yeah, Fast and Furious. It's Fast and the Furious. Then Fast Fast Five. Then Fast and Furious Six. And then just Furious Seven. Seven. And then the Fate fate of the Furious. Furious. F nine. F nine. Fast X. Yeah. Dude, is I that saw, what we're going to be doing all summer, dude, guys? I saw oh. Fast X in theaters last summer, and it was... Jason Momoa, hello. He was a breath of fresh air to this franchise, I will tell you that. I have only <laughs> seen the first one. I think Gray and I watched it at Dad's house uh, many, many moons ago as children, and I haven't seen any other one since. Oh, hi, Dad. I watched all of them, like, a couple years ago. And it was You've time. seen all of them? Yeah, I, like, binged them all, like, two, two or three years ago. It was so like I think coming I've out seen, of the pandemic. <laughs> I've seen the first three, and then I've seen Fast Five and Fast Six, and that's it. Five and six. Gotcha. It's always a really good indication that we're really excited about a movie when we start talking about other movies <laughs> immediately. I know, seriously. Okay, well, before we get too deep <laughs> and veer too far away with into the Fast and the Furious franchise... I will explain that each week on this podcast, one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued while the other two score it based on five specific categories. Each week's score will be added up at the end of the season. Oh my god, I am not speaking. Each week's score will be added up and at the end of the season, the sibling with the most points wins while the loser will be forced to do some kind of punishment. And yes, this week we are talking about 27 Dresses. And our categories are a little bit switched up, but you'll we'll you'll get into it when we do the scores. You'll see what we changed. Okay, but yeah, twenty seven dresses. <laughs> um, this movie came out, I believe, when I was sixteen years old. So I was yes. like Target demo. I'm sure I saw this in theaters. This was like peak Catherine Heigl in rom coms time. So, yeah, so this came out January 18th, 2008. Okay, so it was like right up basically for my 16th birthday. Sweet 16. <laughs> yeah, so Holland was 16, Allegra was 13, and I was 11. Um, I'll give a little uh, summary for those who are not as aware of this movie. Um, have not read this yet, straight from IMDb, as per usual. Um, here we go. Two things about Jane. She never says no to her friends. She's been a bridesmaid 27 times and selflessly plans friends' weddings. And she's in love with her boss, George, nurturing dreams of a lovely romantic wedding of her own. She meets Kevin, a cynical writer who finds her attractive, and that same week her flirtatious younger sister Tess comes to town. Jane silently watches George fall for Tess, a manipulative predator. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, no. A manipulative pretender. My bad. You were inserting your own opinion. You were editorializing. Maybe it was a little bit of a a A Freudian slip, slip. but who knows. Worse, Jane may be called upon to plan their wedding. Meanwhile, Kevin tries to get Jane's attention and has an idea that may advance his career. Can Jane uncork her feelings what the fuck <laughs> I don't know. what i don't know but it made it made a little bit less sense than the movie go soak a cork 
so this movie are we just kind of oh no we have to do other things first um <laughs> man we are not on the ball right now we're really not Pre- i am so, so out of it right movie. now you guys I've, I'd never seen this movie before today. I'd, you had you know, it? I vaguely heard about it in the lexicon. Um, but this, was, this a... was my first watch. Wow. This does not bode well for my score. Oh, my God. Holland. <laughs> I don't know anyone who has seen this movie. No one talks about this movie as what? far as I'm concerned. No, this is a staple in the rom-com no. canon. I, no. If you, ask anybody, if you ask anybody my age... This is like barely this was a young, big one. I'm barely younger than you. This is a big one. This is a flop. This is dude. <laughs> no way, uh, dude. No this way. Is, I kind of. Was when the was notebook. the first time you saw it? Did any of us see it in theaters? I'm sure I did. I did not. I, I feel like I probably. I did. watched it at Dad's house when with all like the free direct TV movies, and I was watching all of them. Gotcha. Um, did our parents see it? No, <laughs> both of them. <laughs> Mom was just like, I haven't seen it. And then, because I asked any thoughts on 27 Dresses, Dad said, zero, never saw it. <laughs> so. No <yeah>. exclamation points. <laughs> both periods. Never, period. Or zero, period. Never also, saw it, period. doesn't bode well for this iconic status you think this movie hey, man, holds. <laughs> I think it's a millennial classic. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, I don't, people, people. Write in. Let us know. You have to let us know. <laughs> maybe literally. I need to put a poll on this one. <laughs> like maybe you know you saw it at theaters and you loved it so much that to you this movie was huge and impactful. Maybe. But like I you mean, let's be, be real. There are many things in this movie that I can relate to. This is a this is a classic. Oh my! This God. is a, such an oldest daughter movie. That like, is literally low. my. First this note. is literally I mean, touching upon things that I talk about in therapy. You think I mean, how I'm always Tess? steals men from under you? <laughs> Not that part. How Alleg- the codependency const- part. Allegra's constantly just like lying her way through men, you know, gallivanting <laughs> around the world. And- okay, that's you though. <laughs> there are elements of you in Tess as well, Grant. <laughs> I'm not saying it in the sibling d- dynamic specifically. This it's also very exaggerated to what like normal people's experience are. Although this does happen to people, I think this is a highly relatable movie. It shows the hmm. other side of the codependent relationship because I feel like when you think about codependency, you kind of always think about like the needy person, the one who like can't do anything without somebody else. But on the other side of that coin, there's a person who, like, feeds off of being, like, the helpful, useful person. And it's holding you back. But it's also a security blanket. Can you tell that I've talked about this in therapy? Great, we're going to have to tread carefully as we completely dunk on this movie for the next hour. Hey, but here's no, the thing. I think it's there's, a, there I will are, say, I think it's... I don't think, okay. you're, I don't think your scores... I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm coming to your defense here. I don't think the scores are going to be as bad as we are making it seem. Because yeah. the scores are very analytical of what is being taking place, taken place in this movie. Um, you know, of course, there are things like nostalgia and sit-through ability that are pretty subjective. <laughs> I mean, it's all somewhat subjective, yeah. but... Yeah. Like, those ones are, like, yeah, it's not much you can do in regards to, like, argument. 
But yeah, I will I, say this. I'm pretty sure my scores immediately are higher than Coming to America. Yeah. Which was a it's chosen a rom- movie. It's, it's a rom-com. Yeah, because it's, it's actually a rom-com. A rom-com. Um, and also, it's just so funny because I don't know if anyone remembers, but Allegra chose that first overall in the rom-com draft. I don't think I could forget. You she won't chose, stop talking she about it. She chose this one too for the stinky wheel. I know she did. And I don't think it was that bad. I really like here's, for a stinker. Here's what I think. Like, entry. I think it's it's a perfect like cusp movie where yeah, it's true. like mm. I don't think it's good enough to be a good movie, but it definitely is like in I think in the higher respects of bad movies. I still think it's kind of a bad movie but not like (laughs) i don't know it's a perfectly serviceable rom-com like what i which like doesn't mean that it's like the best one of all time i needed this movie it's not the worst one i've ever seen like i needed this movie to be awful i needed this movie to be (laughs) stinky butthole awful (laughs) to redeem my coming to the america scores and unfortunately it's just extremely mid um i did not like it and I remembered now why I hated it so many years ago. But I, I did, like, at least for the first, like, 30, 45 minutes, I was like, shit, this is nowhere near as bad as I needed it to be. <laughs> well, that being said, why don't you guys tell me your initial scores? Sure. Well, we gotta do pre-watch. Oh, pre-watch, shit. Does that go before scores? Yes. Okay. I'll um, let you guys go first. I'll go first. <laughs> Never seen it. It's Katherine Heigl, so I assume it'll be kind of bad. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Allegra? Um, I don't know. Bad? Bad acting. Uh, someone once gaslit me into thinking that it was not James Marsden, but it was McDreamy. Um, but I... It's... That's... No, it's James Marsden. <laughs> yeah, this movie started, I was like, I fucking knew it was Cyclops! <laughs> Who the fuck told me? Whatever. Benny and the Jets? I don't know. I literally couldn't remember anything else. Yeah, I just wrote, this is a staple in my rom-com repertoire. <laughs> Catherine Heigl, I, and I will fully admit, I de- this is like a blinders movie for me, because I think I saw it when I was 16, and I probably highly related to aspects of it even back then, and it's just, I always watch it with, like, 16-year-old brain, so it's just like a familiar comfort blanket type of movie for me. Anyway. Katherine Heigl is always a bridesmaid and has been in so many weddings because she loves them. She is also, quote-unquote, in love with her boss, but her annoying little sister swoops in and starts dating him while Heigl fumes and plans their wedding. James Marsden is a grumpy newspaper writer who covers weddings, but he hates them. They obviously fall in love. The thing about this is I also watched this, like, two months ago, so (laughs) it was also kind of hard for me to watch this. Because I was like, yeah. I, like, just fucking watched this movie. Right. And now I have to, like, go back and be, like, analytical about it. So Yeah, I mean, like, I... I'm doing my best, you guys. <laughs> I keep movies off my list if I've seen them within, like, eight months. Yeah. Well, I didn't draft this. No, I know. I'm just say, I'm just saying, like, that I'm, I'm but, yeah. pointing to that. That's, like, yeah, that's rough. Because even, yeah. like, you have to be the most positive about this movie. And you're, like, as just as it plays out already kind of maybe sick of this movie <laughs> just because you have to you just have to double I just up watched on it. it like i like yeah. this i i like honestly somebody else should have gotten this movie they would have gotten a better score because i would have been scoring it. i'm hoping that works in my favor <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, um, okay, but now tell me your initial scores. Yes. Allegra, do you want to go first? All right. Sure. Um, nostalgia, I put a three. Wow. Really? Only a three? I saw it once. I literally forgot everything about it to the point where I... Other than the fact that you didn't like it. <laughs> I ha- I remember my feelings about it. I don't remember the plot. Fine. And it meant nothing to me. Okay, great. So my... Great. I'm hoping I can... Mine's a one because... I oh, just, yeah, you've never seen it. I didn't even know who was starring in it until wow. we had to watch it. And I'm like, and you guys were like, oh yeah, Catherine Eigel's in it. Um, I mean, I, I honestly think like just the nature of it's like, I've heard of the movie. And as I was watching it, I was like, oh, you know, the, the actress that played Tess. I'm like, that's such a like mid 2000s rom-com actress. Um, and then also James Marsden. So like, there's already wiggle room happening. Um, I, I made these scores right after watching it when I was just like, fuck this movie. And like another, it's another iconic Judy Greer as the best friend role. What's so funny is I just watched The Wedding Planner and she is the sassy best friend she wedding She also planner. is a friend in 13 Going on 30. Wow. Although she's a little bit more toxic in that one. Oh yeah. Isn't she, she also is typecasted? She's yeah. the uh she's like the crazy secretary from Arrested Development, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And the crazy secretary from Archer. Oh, that's right. She she voices Cheryl. Yes. Yeah. Um She's a queen. You're not my supervisor. Yeah. She anyway. was she was lovely in this movie. Um Yeah, she was great. But uh Okay, sit, sit through ability, ability. Allegra. Um, five. Okay. okay. I had a three. Damn, that low. To, this movie, it's just, it was just so boring. It was, long. It was, it was just boring. Long. It's and, two yeah, a little hours. Long. Yeah. It's yeah. I forgot how much like setup there is. The first hour is so slow, <laughs> and then the second hour, they're like, "Shit, we wasted all this time. We have to get through everything really fast now." Anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, chemistry. Um, if between Heigl and Marsden, I gave a four. Okay. Between me at Marsden at my TV screen, a ten. A four? <laughs> or it's M- mine was a three. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's gotta be at least a five, you guys. She they is, were totally five. She is a cardboard cutout of a human being. Oh, <laughs> He's doing so much. He is. He is doing so Just much. Just like Eddie Murphy did a lot. Oh but you God. said that one sided isn't hey, good enough. Hey, th- they have more of a dynamic and a banter. They do. Than fucking coming to America. They do. That's why and I- you gave them a four. Or, Gray, we gave them a four. This is higher than coming to America, Gray. That's fair. Keep that in mind. That's fair. Keep that in mind. That is fair. Okay. Um, does it hold up, Allegra? Three. Wow. Three? I never want to see this movie again. Three. That's insanely low. It's not. Okay. okay. Great. I, 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 I put have an eight. Very specific points on this. I what? put an eight. You put an eight? It's totally because fine. Because here's the thing. Yeah, no, that's the thing is this movie is just so milk toast that it's like it's there nothing. was nothing that was like bringing it back. Like, because remember, does it hold up? Isn't will I watch it again? It is. Does it stand yeah, the test of time yeah. as far as movies go? And it's like, if you put this in a mix of any other rom-com from the mid-2000s, it doesn't, like, sink to the bottom. 
but it also doesn't yeah. rise to the top. It's just like, yeah, it's fine. It's serviceable. There's nothing offensive about it. There's nothing overly dated about it other than like wow. blackberries being a revelation. Wow. Um, and, <laughs> and even then, Which like, we... you know, that was kind of like tongue in cheek. Like, you know, you're still using a, a planner from 1987 or whatever. Yeah. I thought that that's I... the one thing about this movie where it, that I was like, I'll give it credit is like, it's just fine, but where it does fall flat for me in enjoyability are the characters' chemistry. And that's why I felt like I put it so low is because I'm like, if they could at least just like have a little bit more without it just feeling so forced, any of their connections, mm-hmm. like the Benny and the Jets and the like the the dress montage, I'm like, it just felt so corny and forced and it just didn't feel like Mm -hmm. a natural progression of events i have a very specific reason why i gave hold up a three now i i do think that i am likely to raise this score but like i do want to give my spiel next on my score after we finish what's next will it last will it last allegra Three. Three? That's generous. I gave it a six. Okay, fine. Alleg- or Holland, it, I'm pretty Thank sure these scores are already higher than Coming to America. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm just you're saying, fine. like, I. Okay. 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 <laughs> so, I was like really wanting to hate this movie. And I really could not find myself hating this movie. There were I didn't enjoy it. Uh, like I found a lot of the performances very wooden. The writing really bad in some cases. Not all. Sometimes the writing was fine, and sometimes the writing was bad. I do think the writing was bad in really key moments. Like the first time they have their little like like oh another cynical man who doesn't believe in marriage like that scene was physically painful but (laughs) okay because it was so it was it just similar criticism that you gave to coming to america was like it just felt like things needed to happen and that's why things were happening next i think there were at least there was they were at least trying a little bit harder for like everybody's motivations in this one like fucking james marzen is trying to get out of commitments and he's chasing a story and that's why he's being so annoying but also it's such a classic rom-com trope that like the guy is overly persistent and like i feel like in this genre we kind of have to like blanket accept things like that where it's like it's very rom-com it's very ya trope where it's just like the guy is gonna be persistent and we all know it would be a lot creepier if he weren't as cute as he was but we're just gonna like that's just gonna be this is just what it is that's not what i'm criticizing <laughs> okay i'm not criticizing but his I'm persistence saying, but i'm saying like that is what's driving like his motivations uh katherine heigl is clearly like locked in this codependency hell of her own making <laughs> a lot of the she, comedy is at her expense <laughs> this entire movie spends most of the comedy dunking on her directly the proposal alone is so painful but <laughs> the proposal for, for the pain like it was meant to be painful yeah. and that it made I just me thought it was like, really recoil. funny it was horrifying but and i was like horrifying. that was the point it, the only thing for me was like 
they're just yeah the the thing that i think i because I've, I've made this statement before from other movies um is that like i don't like it when the protagonist doesn't get any wins throughout the movie like i need some more ups and downs and it's just one of those movies where it's like it's only negative only negative this person is like losing their sanity basically until the yeah. very end it's like you know oh and all of it like, and then everything just like you know fixes itself and we're good and it's like you know it does yeah. take too long for her to finally like i really they, don't yeah they needed to have some sure. or i wish i wish she even had like there were maybe other areas of her life where she could stand up a little bit more. I mean, she did, like, a little bit with the cab driver, like, but, like, again, like, and she's, like, talking back to James Marsden and was, like, telling him to fuck off a lot. But when it came to the people, like, in her life who she just, like, really, like, couldn't say no to because she didn't want to, like, because they're the people who matter more to her, so she doesn't want to lose them. So she's like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm going to swallow everything and not actually say how I feel because, like, no, this is fine. Like, I don't want to rock the boat. Da, 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 da. Like, I feel like it showed <sighs> that a little bit. But, yeah, it does. It does. There are, I will agree, there aren't as many wins as until, like, yeah, the there, that's end. the thing is, like, I think it would be, at least for me, more enjoyable if, there were more wins that just like little ones sprinkled in and it's not it doesn't even have to be wins it could just be like showing her like succeeding a little bit more and yeah like tiny little avenues instead of it just being like every scene is another as allegra put it dunk on her yeah i get that i totally get that and so that's where i i think i just kind of started to like lose my like interest in this movie is because i'm like god i just feel like every fucking opportunity there was she just like did the wrong thing or the wrong thing happened to her and i also did want to put i i wrote once you see the like the callback to the the cab driver at the end of the movie i was like she has more (laughs) chemistry with the cab driver no she doesn't no i kind of i do they have a more they have a more like developed rapport with each other from their little interactions than I feel like she did with James Marsden. Yeah, I mean, but I think the thing about this movie is also, like, the main relationship is really about Tess and Jane. Like, it's about the sisters, kind of. Which, and I feel oh, like totally. it's... And it's also a lot about, like, Catherine Heigl's personal journey. So, like, on one hand... Again, I did not submit this, so take it up with a legger for the categorization of the movie. I do think it is a rom-com, but I think I mean, it it's is. Definitely a rom-com. That's not up for debate. But I think it is a little bit like, it's not such a straight rom-com. I feel like the main focus really is like Jane and her journey and her relationship with her sister and it being like a really big learning experience for her for how to like set boundaries in her life. And like the James Mars and stuff is kind of secondary to that like he's kind of there to help push her along like he's definitely a plot device that's feeding more into her and her own journey rather than like the actual main story being about them so like in some way maybe it's a little progressive that a man doesn't fix everything for her so it's actually good right no <laughs> and here's why co- <laughs> oh there's a couple <laughs> like, no, you keep going. Uh, I, was gonna, I just wanted to say 
Why was there a 50th wedding anniversary in an alley behind a nightclub? <laughs> it, was, it looked like it was like on a back New York, patio, baby! Like a backyard space <laughs> of a restaurant that kind of maybe yeah, brought I didn't it up get, against a different I didn't, building. <laughs> I didn't get the like scenery. I was like, she went into an alley. You see like trash cans next to her. And then there's like a lit space right there <laughs> that doesn't knock me because i feel like i've it's, seen it's one of those I've like things like that in yeah, new york. yeah yeah so it's like in new york <laughs> you, there's like a brownstone and there's a restaurant on the ground floor and you go to their back patio and that's what you cut off and you do your private events and behind the back patio is the garbage alley like that's yeah, that totally fine completely believable totally to me. normal it's the most <laughs> new york thing about this movie um this lady Working as an assistant for 10 years in the meatpacking district, taking cabs everywhere, going to 27 fucking weddings. I'm like, what is her salary? She, I mean, she must make a lot of money. Yeah, being <laughs> this, like, young I mean, billionaire's assistant. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, she's, like, the executive assistant of this, like, philanthropist. And she's been doing it very well for 10 years. I'm sure. He she's seems like, like a I'm not taking. Dude. Yeah, he's a generous guy. He un- he knows her worth. That I want to say one thing. Does he? Isn't the whole point as an assistant? <laughs> well, okay. Well, hold on. It's it's not up to him whether or not he has feelings for her. Yeah. And I will say he does get like, I lost a lot of respect when he just went up and kissed her like towards. Oh, yeah. I was like, my what? I was like, God. that's okay. There was in a movie where I feel like such a strong through line is. She needs to learn to say no. Yeah. She, and I'm not trying to put this on her because she was a participant two times with that kiss. But the whole thing was like, you need to learn to say no. Like James Marsden, like he beats that into her. Like he says exactly like, you need to learn to say no. And then the two moments when I feel like this is the time when she needs to say no is one when she has to give the speech to her sister and obviously i get it the reason why she did it she like fucked off and you know did her thing to make her sister look bad but like that is like that's where you say no or if that's not it then when it's with george and he's literally going up to kiss you that's when you say no it's like that's when you take your stand and they didn't do it on either instance. I'm like, okay, I'm so she never learns to say no. She never did it. She never does it. This movie has zero fucking payoff. Gray, <laughs> I have, I was screaming. I was screaming in anger when she's like, I loved you. And his instinct is to kiss her. First of all, you were just engaged to her sister. I know. You Ten minutes are ago. her boss. And then I was yelling at Catherine well, Heigl. Quiet, so. But still, Catherine Heigl, he was just engaged to your sister. He just was fucking your sister for three weeks. Why are either of you into this? I get that. I I agree. It would have been more powerful if she had like been like, actually, George, no, I don't. I just quit and I don't need you. Like I do. Like in a perfect world, that's what would have happened. But I will also say she was in love with this man from a, or in love, quote unquote. I think she was like liking someone unavailable because it meant she didn't have to actually do anything about it. But like whatever, she had a fixation <laughs> on this man for like a decade, and you're telling me she's not gonna be curious about what it's like to kiss him? Come on. Yes. Come on. She knew him so much longer than Tess. I know they were engaged. Nobody has to know about it. And it did, and obviously it didn't end up, it was like, well, now we know. This wasn't, I wasn't in love with you. I was just in love with the idea of you. 
Yeah, and George I'm leaving now. Sucks. George fucking sucks. <laughs> well, George is just, I, so like, I, stupid. I didn't think George sucked until that moment because again he he wasn't like in, like complicit in any of anything. her failures. Yeah. He was like, yeah, she never said anything. He's like, you know, as far as you can tell, he's like, I don't, I'm not trying to get any attachments with like a a coworker, let alone yeah. an employee. And he's like, yeah, she does well. Like I'm sure. Like, he paid her very well, and she could have taken other jobs to advance her career, but she didn't do it because she's in love with this man. And so, she can take a cab here and there. Yeah. Especially my, if she's yeah, just going to drop 300 bucks. <laughs> and I'm sure she got paid on the side for planning some weddings. Maybe not everyone. I don't know about that. Mm. But, I, but I, my very first note was... Girl, you should have just become a wedding planner and not let all your friends <laughs> yeah. overstep your boundaries and make you plan all of their weddings. Seriously. Like, come um, on, girl. Also, how are all 27 of these friends available on the same date with less than a year's notice? I don't know. Part of why I don't also, think they're going to last I really, is that quick I did engagement. Not, I did also did not like how he was like, why do you do this? Like, what's going on? And she's like, because one day it's going to be my day and they're all going to be at my day. And I'm like, that's not a good reason to do something. <laughs> like, oh, shit. You can't do things on the hope that it will be given in return. This is codependency at its finest, Catherine Hyde. All right. So I, my thoughts are going all over the place. Listen, just know to the core, I just felt like this was like a two-dimensional movie. There was no depth. It was coming at the end of... I feel like they were trying for something. I don't think I thought, it was depthless. I thought the... Maybe it didn't stick the landing, but I don't think it was that shallow. Well, there were already so many great rom-coms that had been coming out the whole decade before, and this movie was like on the steep decline of the big-budget rom-com that it felt like it was, it was stale. It had nothing new to say. It had no iconic well, moments. And the Benny and the Jet scene felt so unbelievably like forced down my throat that I remembered being a teenager after having watched a bunch of rom-coms before getting to this movie. Other Katherine Heigl rom-coms, but not not the whatever the fucking Gerard Butler one was yet. <laughs> the ugly truth. <laughs> yeah, <the truth. laughs> and going like God, God, I want to watch that one. No. Well, you could have drafted it, but you didn't. It's like, you know I'm not mad at a formulaic rom-com. You're like, this is my bread and butter. And yet I was like, this is so hack. This movie well, Here's the thing. I, and I don't know if you guys cute. knew this, but it was written by the same writer from Devil Wears Prada. Which is I saw like, that in the credits. And it's like, that's where I feel like the depth really feels like it falls short because like it I do understand what they were trying to do and like she did a very you know similar like kind of concept of just like you know empowerment finding yourself finding your voice like you know at least in Devil's Pot it's like falling out of yourself and then back into yourself and this one is like you know kind of similar but not exactly but like they could have had that they could have but it just I feel yeah. like it, it, if it, anything, yeah. like maybe all of the red lines from the studio came through and were like, it needs to be simpler. It needs to be more basic. It needs to like fit the the formula so much so that the movie kind of comes out on the other side, like a shell of probably what the intention was meant to be. Yeah. yeah. I just felt like... I agree with that. In terms of the story arcs, 
I felt like Tess was set up to be such a villain. Oh my god, Tess was the such fucking worst. an irredeemable villain. And so at the end, when her, their dad is like, you guys got to figure this shit out. And suddenly Tess is lecturing her oh on God, like needing to have her own life. I was like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> like, you're not taking any responsibility for any of your bitchy fuck. Like, and yeah, still of, not taking any responsibility. Tess takes zero responsibility and then suddenly becomes the voice of reason, moral high ground. And then we do not see her again until like the year later epilogue i was like that's not satisfying the villain has learned nothing yeah the villain well, the has learned villain nothing and it turns it back in around Williamsburg with roommates and she's poor so oh, <laughs> holland could you imagine being an older sister constantly giving never receiving and then your younger sibling who's been taking advantage of you your entire life is lecturing you as my younger sibling says while pointing a finger in my face that was, lecturing me that was the point of me doing that just now i just wanted to make that clear hold on guys wouldn't can that we talk piss about, you off guys guys can we talk about pedro pedro and his love for shakira what i was like hold on. what was okay is is the house cleaning thing just like the like a racism it's got to be just yeah. a super racist thing. But like, I think because it's like, like at least when it when it was like revealed to George, they didn't give any of that context to make him I feel like as angry as he was because again what he said is like she's helping me start my own business to be like to do like house cleaning or whatever. It well, didn't say like, like I'm just saying it did there was no context of like Tess gave me the idea because I'm Latino and like it started <laughs> out by just being like I'm going to come over and clean his house when he doesn't know. It was just like, I don't know. It was very. I think it's implied. I think it's implied that like Tess was doing this secretly and wasn't telling George and Pedro like didn't realize it was like she was kind of taking advantage of him, even though she maybe was like paying him to do it. It's still like a weird power imbalance so when, thing. When... And she didn't tell George about it. So then when George found out that it was happening at all, it was like, ooh, this was a weird boundary. Like cross. Pedro and was George's little brother from the Big Brothers, Big Sister. Yeah, like situation. his fiance, like paying him to do things is kind of like it's set up that Pedro is a disadvantaged youth that George is mentoring. I yeah. guess this movie has to. Like, yeah, I agree with I have you. A it's kind of weird. The movie I have a is so. So was he aware of it by the time he did it at the engagement? party or whatever that was or the rehearsal dinner like or was he still under the illusion that's like oh no tess is helping me out because if it's the latter and he he wasn't finally made aware and was just like yeah then wasn't jane taking advantage of him too in that situation i have no, no idea. no jane didn't do anything with pedro jane pedro would just like went to go speak after jane's slideshow and he just and they're like, "Oh, great! His little brother is gonna say something." And it was just kind of like a pile. Oh, on. I was I was under the in it, impression Jane didn't that, tell him to say anything. That Jane told him it. to say that. Okay, never no, mind. No, no, okay, no. this movie never is mind. unclear, and it, the movie makes the assumption that the audience the audience is also racist to make this connection. Because <laughs> otherwise, I'm like, I'm confused. <laughs> It's true. It's true. But, uh, like, guys, they I, they set up that Tess is racist the second she meets Pedro and yells yeah, at him. Yeah, yeah, So, guys, yeah. Um, we mention 
how the Benny and the Jets scene was pretty cringy. Correct. Can we talk about... I know what you're going to... The guy in the background? <laughs> you mean my favorite character? The part I wish I could play? <laughs> oh, no. I wasn't talking about that. I was talking oh. about the the scene that leads up to it and how cringy the hydroplane crash yes. scene was. <laughs> That was also, it just felt so forced and was like, in Hydro, Oh my God, we're Hydro, It felt like a joke. It felt like I think you should leave. Of like, we're not going to hydroplane. Oh my God. we And we have time to say, we're hydroplaning. I did think it was funny. I did get a genuine laugh the next morning after they bang where she goes, I never do this. And James Marsden goes, I know. You wouldn't stop saying it. He's <laughs> like, hey, I just wanted you to know. That was funny. I'd had some genuine laughs in this movie. Yeah. Was I one mean, of them at the dude in the background of Benny and the Jets who okay, was like, what am I, what am I so missing with this? Fucking ant. It's the same guy that came up to them the next morning at the diner and they were, and was like, Benny and the Jets. I love but, this song. But if you go back and watch the scene, like while they start to like kind of sing it bad at the bar. That that guy is in the background watching them, like so animated and so excited about the fact that these two random strangers are just singing Benny and the Jets in front of him and like kind of starting to dance. And the guy behind him is just like, "Fuck yeah, this is the best <laughs> day of my goddamn life." That's like, the character I wrote. So I want to. I want to play the. Excited. I love the Benny and the Jets guy. <laughs> so excited i actually had never noticed it before until this viewing today <laughs> uh something I'm, i laughed i'm at... watching it right now <laughs> yeah go yeah watch it right now great <laughs> is it the dude with the orange shirt i can't remember I oh no no, no it's the dude who's no, talking to the guy with the orange shirt yeah oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. G- the guy who looks like he's like really into creed yes <laughs> creed <guy. laughs> oh my god yeah, he's loving it. He's chewing up the scenery. <laughs> he is committed. He's acting. He's an actor. actor. No small parts. <laughs> All right, so a part of the movie I laughed at and not with is, um, did you notice that James Marsden is trying to put on a little bit of a New Yorker accent? Yes. Oh, my God, yes. I, I didn't love it. I didn't. Until they're yelling at each other in the car, and he's like, "Oh, what? And now you're planning your sister's wedding?" <laughs> it was he said your sister's wedding, and I'm like, "I'm sorry." James Marsden, born in Stillwater, Oklahoma. <laughs> Dude, I'm like, "You're from Oklahoma," and I couldn't unhear it after that. He, I'm like, James Marsden is acting. He's from New York. Man, this makes me want to watch the the judge jur- I mean the jury show. Oh, I know jury duty. Oh, jury duty's so good. Coffee costs a quarter at the corner store. James Marsden. If you haven't watched Jury Duty yet, you need to get on that. It's so good. He was okay. nominated. He was nominated for an Emmy for playing himself. It was so cute. There's a still of him just smiling, and it says James Marsden. James, James Marsden. Marsden. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I actually I started that show, and I think I got like halfway through the first episode and i love that he mm-hmm. like plays a very like conceited version of himself exactly it's so, so good, good. Fucking like, Ronald. Oh, you were in the notebook and he's like yeah i was the other guy <laughs> and he's just like God, I, love- I thought that movie was so bad or like he says something like that <laughs> i love how some of the other people on the show were like i didn't even know he was famous until he mentioned it <laughs> okay so um 
one of the other things I like I could not stop notice I just could not stop typing Cyclops is so hot. James Marsden is it was the only redeeming part of this movie for me. Um he's so fucking cute even with his gym from the office haircut um, i i would say the only other redeeming or i guess another redeeming part of this movie is judy greer yeah judy oh, true, is true, incredible she's she she was... like in peak best friend form yeah, she's a she... good she's an actual a character actor? like good friend yes. i think yeah she's not like a cardboard cutout sounding board she actually is like calling jane out on her shit but mm-hmm. she like she's not forcing her to do anything but she's just kind of like lightly being like okay but like think about it yeah like, i i love like when, they, when they're in you know? yoga and like they get gonged <laughs> and she goes it doesn't yeah. say anywhere that we can't talk or like something like yeah. that i love that <laughs> it's so funny okay holland i have to okay i just watched the wedding planner for the first time in december wow judy greer is the best friend slash co-wedding planner in that movie and fake Italian guy was on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, Alex Perez. Who had a romantic, like, situation with Katherine Heigl, right? Oh, they did. Yeah, they did. And uh, that's why The Wedding Planner is a superior movie. This movie is so hack. It's a watered-down version. No, I'm just kidding. Um, is it, I was I was going to put The Wedding Planner on my stinker list. It is a stinker, I know, but, but yeah, The Wedding Planner is also not the best. Like, that's the one like, with J-Lo, again, right? But, with J-Lo yes, and Matthew, I think, McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Gray, I think you would love that movie. It's not good, but I think you would enjoy the McConaughey of it. I do. I did. I was really close to drafting How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days also, as well. Also, drink every time we watch a movie and there's a fake New York Times. Yeah, New York Journal. The New York Journal. I was like, not the New York Journal. <laughs> How'd you get all the way into the offices of the New York Journal without security stopping you? Okay, but also, I will say, there's, like, no way in hell that any bride would allow their maid of honor to be in another wedding on the same exact day I as her know. wedding. I know. It like, made Catherine it seem Heigl, like she was... You have to choose. It made it seem like she was... Neither of them knew about the other... Yeah. I know. It felt like it was a secret, which is insane. Also, you can't, like, go to a dress hemming fitting situation for, for the, bride. the bride you're I not know. like i know they're the same size but like Catherine tiger's a tall lady <laughs> she's like, so tall you can't hem it to her <laughs> I, I one thing i thought about just kind of on your other point was at the end of the movie when all of the bridesmaids were lined up i was like i wonder if those two like talked and were like oh well when was your wedding like oh it was actually it was <laughs> on june 28th to. and she's like oh my god yeah. me too like like the year before she's like no last year and they, that, they, like, realize, like, oh, my God, same day, Wait, how did what? that happen? Yeah. So you're telling me. So this movie ends. They make out on a boat. First of all, then that bride's totally cool with whatever the she fuck is happening. She was so stoked the whole time. Yeah, okay. She was really excited about it. Anyway, a one year after boat makeout scene, they're married, which means, like, how short was that engagement? How short was them dating? Like, hey man, she we've had longer she can and plan... shorter in other movies. Yeah, she proved she can plan a wedding pretty fucking quickly. Hey, hey, they waited longer than fucking Eddie Murphy and his bride in Coming to America. So, <laughs> listen, this is the, this is what I'm trying to say. Movie. Yeah, and Tess and George. All 27 of those women were free. So maybe that's why it was one year later. It was the only date in all of their calendars that worked. And <laughs> I'm like, was there a fucking bachelorette party with 30 women? There's just 
30. <laughs> hey, some people do. That's insane. Some people have, like, really big ones. Okay, what was everybody's favorite bridesmaid dress? Or I guess maybe we can do what's the best one, what's the worst one. Aren't they all ugly? They're Isn't all that the terrible, point? but, like, there's definitely a worst one and a I best one. I thought Katherine Heigl actually looked very good in a suit. The suit one wasn't bad. I also... The last one she was wearing, that kind of, like, mauve purple one, when she's not wearing the hat that comes with it, that one really wasn't that bad. Um, I don't remember these ones. well enough to tell you. The 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 <laughs> pink, the lem, the, the... Here, girl, I'll send you a link. The yellow and pink dress <laughs> just didn't make any sense. <laughs> the Gone with the Wind-themed one. Who looked... in their right mind is having a Gone with the Wind-themed wedding? Problematic. And she went to three, but, like... Check <laughs> because she was only in one. Okay, let's see here. Time? The scuba one's pretty fucking bad. <laughs> Cha-cha dress. Goth one? Kind of rocked it. Yeah, I do like the goth one. Oh, the green. The green one is bad. I think that that's so 80s. Actually, you know what might be the worst one? The purple one she's wearing in the beginning. With, with the, like, the oh my god, the, the one with like, the collar tool. is so bad. That one honestly might be the worst one, and she wears that one for a long. So that one gets a lot of screen time. Um, I like think it's pretty bad. Yeah, I think I would say the worst one for me was that purple. I think it's the purple, purple like eighties. Yeah, the purple with one. the collar. Or no, sorry, the green one. I meant the green like eighties one with the shoulder oh, the pads. Puke. Oh. It's number twenty four on the list you sent me. <laughs> okay, I'll link this list also in the comments. <laughs> I felt like the Gone with the Wind one looked less bad next to all the oh, other yeah, the Gone with the Wind 80s dresses. Oh, yeah, the super 80s green one was pretty bad. Yeah, the goth one was good. Goth one was fine, yeah. Entertainment Weekly ranked, ranked it number 25 out of 27, and I think they were wrong. Well, Entertainment Weekly doesn't know what they're fucking talking about. Also, what year did this article come out? 2018. Oh, my God, it came out on our birthday in 2018. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, yeah. Do we have anything else we need to talk about? I really don't. I wish Kristen Ritter was in this movie more. So I loved seeing all the goths oh, at the she, nightclub. Oh, yeah, she's really not in it that much. Yeah. Also, a dog named Gatsby is so that guy. Like, Ugh. so <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm glad you've circled back to George because you cannot lie to a climbing guy that you go climbing. Oh, no, a climbing guy will be insufferably on your ass about climbing yeah, yeah, yeah. that lie will fall apart the moment you go on your first climbing date like yeah. he's gonna be like oh what have you climbed and you'll bullshit something that's that puts your skill level way higher than it is and he's like great let's go fucking like half dome or whatever and then you die you like, literally the fact die that george <laughs> did not fucking know that tess was lying to him that whole time also just speaks to how fucking stupid that dude Do must be. Oh my because, god, right? Like, if he just didn't care that she was lying and was like, whatever, I just wanna be with the hot woman, like, he wouldn't he wouldn't have been that mad. He would have been fine. He, he would have been fine. He really didn't give a shit. But that... he clearly was just so stupid and was like, <laughs> Yeah, I'll take everything you say face value. My life is amazing. Nothing bad ever happens to George. And this is like the first hard thing that has ever happened to like, this man. I used to work at an environmental nonprofit. The amount of vegan hiking bros I knew, like, 
a, a dozens, dozens of them. And they're, first of all, they all have names like Leaf summer. and like Cashew and stuff. <laughs> Uh, Sage. Sage. I knew, I knew I was Shouts out Sa- Sage. Was <laughs> Sage was my friend. I'm not here to disparage Sage. Um, but he does like to climb and he does have a mandala tattoo. Take that as you will. I might ask you to cut this out because, again, I don't want to be That's too mean. Fine. I will. But I know Sage is looking for a girl who will climb. It's all he posts on Instagram. <laughs> and so you are telling me this man proposes to a woman. Fine. Ignore the fact that he proposes after three weeks. All right. He proposes to her before going climbing. That feels unthinkable. <laughs> this man was just so down bad. He didn't yeah. care, which means no. he never would have cared. He, she didn't no. need to lie. No. Also, it was no. such a 2008. <laughs> it was such a 2008 look, but Silk Spectre, the platinum blonde with the micro eyebrows oh just my God, made her eyebrows were oh my not God. Yes. It, I don't think this woman actually has a five head, and yet the combo oh, did no favors for her. Also, she I'm sorry, she deserved that slideshow. I'll say yeah, it. seriously. I'll say it. I'll say it. She was, they just made her such a monster that you're just like, fucking whatever, dude. Tess deserves to be taken down a god. After, after the wedding dress massacre? That's oh, like an oh my unforgivable god, dude. That's crazy. act. Like, and I think tearing I'll- apart their mother's wedding dress. Also, I'm sorry, dad. You should have run that by Jane before oh my God, just I, offering that to I Tess. wrote that down. I'm like, that dad, honestly, I know that's his dead wife's dress that, like, he married her in. He did, he did not have the power to just give that dress away willy-nilly. I will say, I do think the dad was written in a very accurate way to show, this was probably on accident, but I'm like, that dad was so fucking absent. Like, I, of course I believe that Captain Heigl was raising goddamn Tess. Tess the whole time. He was just like, whatever, hands uh, off. I'll let you two sort it out. Well, <laughs> would you like to see the first note that I took? <laughs> Parentification of the oldest daughter. Yeah, that is what this movie is. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see my second note? Is this why Alan likes this movie? Oh. Hey, I already said <laughs> little, it was highly relatable. This is a little <laughs> random thing I said, but at the beginning of the movie... Meg was like, hey, she kind of looks like Jan Levinson. And then Jan showed Jan up. up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. this, okay, fake New York Journal. Holland, you were, you were in news and in publishing. Um, you were in journalism. Okay, fake New York Times. We can all agree that this is supposed to be the New York Times, right? It's like a combo of the Times and the Wall Street Journal, I feel like. You're telling me the fucking wedding section of these newspapers or where the big money comes from? I mean, she said, I mean, like, the sponsors put their... Like, the wedding industry is fucking ginormous. I believe that. I believe they spell... I, I believe in 2008, when people are still reading physical newspapers, and especially women who eat up wedding content... All right. ...are reading those newspapers, and I bet that that, that actually is a pretty like good ad place but okay i was just confused like i believe that are there countless women that like like katherine heigl she finishes her days reading the bridal section of the paper that woman is unstable i have no idea i'm sure there are some people who do that i mean i loved that (laughs) she's fixated like she's like she's like um 
What is she doing? She It's an escape, man. It's an escape from All reality. Right. <laughs> I, this reminds me of that Twitter account of that, like, insane gray, gray lady who would, like, read the New York Times wedding announcements and pretend that she was, like, a super upper crust New Yorker socialite. Oh, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Um, okay, but I did laugh out loud when James Marsden is talking to Jan, and he's like, look, in this, this woman, she's been to 27 weddings. This is a real story. <laughs> I was like, hey man, baby steps. He's trying to yeah, write I mean, something given, that isn't just given about what he a normally wedding. has to write. As <laughs> someone like who's worked at a newspaper, piece. you cling on to whatever you can that is different yeah, from what yeah. you have that to do on the day-to-day basis. Do you know that holds extremely true? To do me. you know how many fucking like 99th or 103rd? birthdays i had to go to at like senior living communities <laughs> when i lived when i was working for the newspaper i i went to i would probably say 13 conservatively different like and i'm like and we have to post it every time it's a birthday that's above like 95 we have to put it in the paper and you worked there for like a year yes i also had to go i also went to three different um high school reunions of like 40 plus years and I'm just like, this is pointless. Who cares? <laughs> the only people that care are the people that are in this room who will then go home yeah. and read it the next day and be like, oh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> the amount of stories I had to write about the heat wave the summer that I worked at a newspaper in Columbia, Missouri are endless. And that became like my unofficial beat for the entire summer. So I like had to find ways to make it interesting. And I finally eventually like got it to a place where I was like, what is the heat wave doing to wine grapes in the state? So then I just got to go to a bunch of wineries and like hang out with people and do tours of wineries and stuff for my heat wave story. But then on the other end, what my editor wanted me to like inquire about what it was doing to well water. And that was like a complete dead. It's like <laughs> you, you win some, you lose some. <laughs> working in local news is a lot. Like I'm sure there are like working in New York City is probably a little bit more exciting. But like if you're going to weddings, like the amount of weddings we've all gone to in the past like two Don't years, even, even those weddings me. have started to just kind of like blur together. I mean, Gray, you work at the wedding in the wedding industry, I mean, so I'm sure it's like. I mean, I for me, it's only a a sliver of what Meg has to do. Right. But at least but I'm Meg, sure it's just like they all start to blur together. Yes, and like the, and you'd love something to mix it up. The beautiful thing about like Meg. And I'm just going to brag about my wife real quick, but about, so like it, she has now gotten to the point where she can be very selective about the, the jobs she takes. Mm -hmm. And so she's like yeah, only awesome. going to weddings that are like under a certain amount of people and are like the, you know, people that she jives with and like the, the kind of intention that they're bringing to it. Because when she was getting started, do you know how many like Eldorado County barn weddings she went to? And yeah. they, those yeah. are all the exact same. Like, and that's yeah. where you'll see the same, like, vendors, the same, even the same guests. And it's just like, yeah, it's the same fucking thing every time. And so having, like, if he's doing this, and he's, like, apparently, you know, a renowned, he's a well-respected like writer. He's able to distinguish between them with his writing. Right. And so, like, that means he has been to hundreds hundreds of weddings and has to fucking do so it so he's like hey this is new to this story yeah 
him clinging onto the story and being as persistent as he's being, I understand it. All right. I concede. I understand. I concede. I concede. <laughs> Listen, I think all three of us can confidently say, I will speak for all of us, that when James Marsden said, I cried like a baby at the Keller wedding, we all wanted to make out with him. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And? I'm just. I'm just saying that's correct. That's believable. All right. Good, good job, movie. All you, right. You made James Marsden <laughs> seem attractive and like you'd want to make out with him. This what one I feel feat. like was one of his first like leading man role. That, yeah. Like was like, this he before was, like, he was Cyclops in X Men? I mean, after I mean, X-Men. like in a in like romantic sense. Was this before I mean, I that uh, that one movie where he's like Prince Charming come to life? Enchanted. It was either like right after or right before. It was Enchanted was right before this. It was the year before, which that movie, from what I remember, was actually pretty good. Yeah, and he was great in that movie too. He was hilarious in that movie. That's McDreamy. That's McDreamy. So someone, McDreamy was in. Oh yeah, they were both in James Marsden movies and tried to fucking tell me like I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. (laughs) God, who is this person? Huge. I don't know. (laughs) All right. Do we want to do final scores? I have yeah, one more thing scores. to say. Okay. okay. What is it like? When that? Catherine Heigl slaps James Marsden, it's the fakest slap that I've ever seen in my life, and I laughed really hard. Eh, whatever. She, like, misses his face, and the sound guy just goes... <laughs> I did like when Judy Greer slapped her, though. <laughs> she was like, you need to get... Yeah, stab out of it, girl. Oh, my God. I was like, I want to talk to Gray about this, because if any of our friends slapped us on the fucking face, like, we would see red. Like, no, you couldn't actually do that to me. That's crossing. Like, we would <laughs> we would throw hands. Yeah, no, I would not be like, oh, thanks for that. <laughs> no, I feel like we are, you are dead to me now. Like, you want to fucking go? <laughs> I was already not in a great mood. Okay. Nostalgia. <laughs> I will say, like, Judy Greer being a best friend. That's just like classic rom-com. 2008 aesthetic. The Blackberry. The flip phones. I don't know if there's any like extra oomph we can give to the nostalgia. But like, honestly, even Catherine Heigl on a rom-com. But I understand if you're not budging on nostalgia. I moved you, from you one to two. remember what you don't remember. Okay, cool. The Thanks. three included the 2008 of it all for okay. me. Okay, <laughs> great. Okay. So two and a three. Sit through, I'm keeping out of three. Yeah, I can't. Sit through, I'm keeping out of five. I feel like, again, that was very generous of me. Yeah, that's fine. I can't Uh, really argue with sit through. Chemistry, I moved to a five. Thank you. I'm holding out a four. Um, Okay. Hold on one sec. Sorry. And then... Does it hold up? Hold up, I'm keeping out an eight. Thank you. I moved up to a five. Okay. And then, can I follow? I mean, sorry. Will it last? Will it last? Um, I have it at a six still. I'm keeping it at a three. Why is yours at a three? Because I there was barely a relationship. Bef- like they had good banter at times. I felt like a lot of sometimes the scenes were weak. And then the ending of them getting together was so rushed that I didn't really like understand what was happening i didn't understand their motivations i I, like i don't know he shows up and then i don't even remember who's chasing who onto the boat she follows him she follows him to the boat right because she like she realized yeah 
whatever. I don't know. And, and the fact that they get married just one year later just seems crazy. I feel to like me. you can't focus on the time. That's it's fair. It's a movie. That's fair. I'm just I'm trying to think about what about their relationship, like. Feels... They get along. He challenges her. I think her. because I have the chemistry so low, it's hard for me to picture the relationship lasting that much longer. Whatever. Fine. Three. I'm going to give a bonus point. Yeah, bonus points. To uh, Kristen Ritter being goth. I just love Kristen Ritter. And <laughs> I wish she was in this movie more. I'll take it. All right, Holland. Because I, I said that because the chemistry was low, I said the will it last was low. So I will at least move will it last up to four so it matches my chemistry. Thank you. Thank you. I will be consistent Thank with my you. shittiness. Thank you. <laughs> and I will give a point for James Marsden's beautiful little dimpled chin. Okay. <laughs> and his little New York accent. Hey, I'm walking here. So... That All makes right, things very interesting. That makes the final score. Hold on, I'm just doing the uh, the averages real quick. That makes the final score with two bonus points a 47. Really? Which is it's one higher than coming to low? America. Well, now it's actually tied because Allegra got a bonus point. Oh. That's crazy. All right, leg heads. Uh, I want to thank you so much for your support. I love every single one of hey, you. Be quiet. Uh, I really it's appreciate not your, it. It's not your episode. I <laughs> just want to say thank you for the bonus point, Holland. God, I love our fans. Oh, for the bonus point. Yeah. Sorry. Okay, great. Would you, you like to speak to the Hans? Like, what did we agree? Wow, it's only, our, it's only the second movie it's we've done from episode. 2008. Really? Oh. Yeah. What's the other one? Chuck Four and Larry? Christmases. Oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> what a banner year for cinema. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So budget, $30 million. Box office, $165.8 million. Hey, baby. People like this movie. <laughs> um, and People saw this That's a movie. hit. People... That's a hit. That's not a flop. I'll so just tell you that. This movie well, where's opened, James Marston's Oscar? This movie <laughs> opened at number two in the box office, um, earning $23 million in its opening weekend behind Cloverfield. Oh, oh wow. right. Cloverfield. Yeah, not a great year for movies. But. Um, <laughs> Although, there's did not the a lot of, Night come out in 2008? I don't remember. There's not a lot of... Uh, of trivia on this like even on wikipedia there was like not a lot of stuff um it doesn't seem like <laughs> yeah and so the only two things were the wardrobe department reported that their initial designs for the dresses all looked too good on katherine heigl because of her figure and they were hard pressed to design bridesmaid dresses that actually made her look bad um and then also while jane a delicate and balance <laughs> yes while jane and kevin are in the bar a Josh Kelly song can be heard in the background. In real life, Josh Kelly is married to Katherine Heigl. Mm. So the, the trivia for this film is also pretty mid. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at the Rotten Tomatoes. This movie is 40% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 57 audience score. It's divisive. So it's still pretty stinky. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't okay. think it's that bad. It's my turn now. I guess Here, you guys I have, have to a flip coin. the coin. 
I have a coin. Oh, is that the nickel? It's the nickel. A nickel? Yeah. Okay. Um, just, I'll call it in the air. What did we agree Holland's fans were called? Okay, hang on one sec. I just... Oh, hang on. The Orange Army? Okay. I don't know. Okay. Heads. Yep. Tails. I mean, it's a nickel, okay. but I'm just it's showing you nickel. that's not like a trick nickel. <laughs> you know how a trickle? loves close-up magic? <laughs> you know how I just have fake coins all over we my We call apartment? those a trickle in the biz. <laughs> okay, great. Call it in the air. Okay. Oh. You have to, <laughs> you you have have to flip flick it, it in the air. To do that. Okay, yeah. ready? Heads. That didn't flip at all. Yes, yeah, that did not <laughs> flip. Did not that did not flip. flip. Okay, I want to okay, reflip. Okay, okay. Heads. All right, that that one flipped act- a lot. That flipped. Okay. <laughs> it just went like up like a fucking hamburger patty. <laughs> okay, Gray. What did you say? Heads. Ah, it's fuck, heads. it's heads. Fuck. Yes. Oh, and oh I get God. the only Which one do I do? And Gray has like the two best fucking movies on the list. I know. You might as okay. well have had two stinkers. <laughs> Nostalgia, sit through, chemistry, does it hold up? Will it last? I mean, for the sake of just blowing you guys out of the water, I'm doing Harry <laughs> Met Sally. Okay. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, forgetting Sarah sure. Marshall, I think it would do well. But when Harry Met Sally is... It's just like the standard. It's, <laughs> it's, the, it's the movie. Yeah. Listen, if the theme of this month is... The, the main theme is rom-coms. The, th- the secret theme is dunk on Allegra for being so fucking strategically <laughs> stupid. This only makes sense thematically. Of like, I could have had it, and I chose not yeah. to on accident. Yeah. I blame you for my score as well. You're welcome. <laughs> oh my god. Listen, I don't know if there's like a- you played yourself. You played me, but you also played yourself. Absolutely. <laughs> if I if I'm going down, I'm taking me with me. <laughs> oh, right. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Okay, so next week we're watching When Harry Met Sally. Um, please let us know what. If you think this movie is iconic or not, I'll put a poll on it, but also we'd like to hear all of your thoughts or any pre-watch notes you have for any of the movies we've drafted for Latchkey to My Heart. So you can reach out to us on Instagram at LatchkeySibs. You can email us at LatchkeySibs at gmail.com. Also remember to check our Instagram stories every single Friday so you can vote on whether you can give us a bonus point or you can take a point away from us. Um, but yeah, I think that's all we have for today. Bye. She's got a legend boots. I'm more